So this episode is called Fifty Shades of Camo, um, which means if you are super vanilla like me, uh, you may blush while listening to this episode. Um, but we're not planning on holding anything back, right? No. Okay. Um, listening discretion advised. This is not meant for tiny humans. <laughs> yeah, and and probably not while driving. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> How we're driving with your parents. <laughs> yeah. You may need a hands-free. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that type of podcast, I promise. <laughs> uh, Please, Apple, so, don't delete us. Yeah. It's just kind of our fun take and spin off of Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yeah, and just kind of talking about romance in general and being married to a military member. What's that been like for you, Jasmine? Um, mm, it's been tough, not gonna lie. And I think, um, we'll, we'll touch more on it, but it's been at a point where it's like, you are changing your entire life, whether you want to believe it or not. Um, and, and, you know, I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this. And I know military wives, husbands, they hate when people say, well, you know what you signed up for. Yes and no. Because we know it's going to be tough, but we don't realize the like extent of it until we're actually in that position. I can't tell you how many friends have told me like they've missed anniversaries and they've missed birthdays and just, mm-hmm. you know, childbirth and <clears throat> so many different serious and big like events and can't even spend time with their spouse because being in the military. And um, I think... For me, I haven't really been in that boat. We were lucky enough that my husband was home when I gave birth. Um, we did miss a couple birthdays when he deployed. And um, we almost missed an anniversary. And um, it, it was it was tough because when we thought we were going to go to Japan, we actually ended up going to Norfolk. And he deployed a month later. And... Um, you know, for those of you that know, when you become needs of the Navy, you become needs of the Navy. <laughs> like, they don't care. Uh, you're going to Japan? No, not anymore. Just kidding. We, we need you here. Yeah. Well, and it's tough, too, because I can't tell you how many times where it's just been, and not that my husband ever does this, but that it's been expected that whatever you're doing is not near as important as whatever the military is doing. So, like... Oh, you were going to pack boxes and and do these things on this day? Not anymore because your husband's working and it's weekend and you have your daughter and you can't do that stuff anymore. And so it's tough because, and my husband, he'll stick up for me. You know, there have been people in his unit that will say things like, well, your wife doesn't work. I'm like, "Uh, actually, she's one of the hardest working people I know, like. She absolutely does work, you know, um, just because it may not look like what you're doing doesn't mean it's not working, you know, um, or that, uh, you know, and even when I worked for someone else and I had to show up and I had certain hours, if the military needed him during certain hours, I just had to kind of figure it out. And that drives me absolutely bonkers because in a perfect world, when you're PCSing, you may not already have a job lined up. 
So sure, at first you're not working right uh, right away or immediately, but like once you get established, find a job. And and typically if you have kids, you're, you're going to want a nine to five. Um, it used to piss me off. And I can't even say it used to because it still does. But, um, oh, well, your wife can do it. And it's like, no, my wife works. And, you know, like you said, my husband would stick up for me too. And it's like, you know, my wife works and, and that's not how it is in our household. And, um, you know, we have to somewhat help each other because we're, I'm here. I'm not deployed. You know what I mean? And and I'm sure a lot of people can relate that it's, it's tough, especially when there's kids in the mix, especially when you do decide to follow your spouse because it tests your relationship. It tests, you know, your, your parenthood. It tests so many levels of your partnership with this person and there's no guidebook for it. There's no manual. There's no one to s- sit down with you and say, okay, let's get you prepared for what you guys are about to experience. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's not like the 40s and 50s. Like people can't survive off of one income anymore. It just yeah. doesn't, you know, or I don't know, maybe, <laughs> God forbid, some women like to work. <gasps> what? You know? <laughs> Yeah, they find fulfillment in their career or they enjoy, you know, leaving the house or having an interaction with other adults. Um, So, you know, it's just a lot that you have to try to balance. And there have been things that, you know, the military and the government have put in a place to try to ease that burden with PCSing, like, you know, trying to allow families to stay in a location a little bit longer. Right. Um, Or licensure, you know, if it's state-based, there are a lot of states that now that will accept that licensure from other states to try to ease that burden. Uh, And there's, of course, a lot of people that are doing, you know, going the entrepreneur route to try to, then it's a job they can take with them or something that they love (laughs) that they can take with them. So, you know, the, the idea of the days where you only needed one income um, to survive are long gone. So, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I have so many dear friends that choose to stay home and, and it doesn't make them any less than the spouses that don't choose to stay home. Because even as a spouse that if, if I chose to stay home, I'm still cooking, I'm still cleaning, I'm still raising the children. Mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, pleasing my husband, making sure our marriage is top tier and, you know, handling everything else that comes with, you know, being a military family. And it's still a job in itself. It may not be as demanding as like an actual full-time or corporate job or, you know, but I just think that you guys definitely have given, and, and I love that the military like kind of just says like, you know, thank you for your support for our service members. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's kind of cool when, when a service member reenlists, like, I don't know if all branches do this, but some of the spouses, they get like a certificate and it's like, without your support, you know, our service member wouldn't be reenlisting. So thank you. You know, and it's true, whether you work or don't work, like you're still a rock star, you're a badass. And, um, I just think that what we do definitely is a job in itself. And, and, you know, it, it's not easy because, you know, like I said, you still have to be a normal wife on top of the other challenges of being a military wife or husband, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, the I 
would argue and say that like stay at home is sometimes I would say like even harder because I mean you are it really for the household and that is a lot and I would need to leave the house and need to go somewhere and do something and um, if you're that person that stays at home make sure you still do something for you right you know um, okay so it may not be in the budget to you know, spend money or whatever, then do a hobby or something. You need something for you too. So that way you have that, um, that sense of self and that identity that you're not lost completely in the throes of what, what crap just needs to get done for the day, you know? Um, so I think you're right. It's definitely harder because when you think about it, you're it when your spouse is deployed, Mm-hmm. And now like they're home. So you're not just it anymore, but then like you're working for, or you work at home or you don't work at all. It's like, you're it. If he's home or he's not home or she's home or she's not home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you are it regardless of what happens, you know? And I think it is important like to, to find something you love, whether it's like photography or knitting, sewing. I know so many friends that have become photographers, um, opened a small business and I'm, I'm a huge lover of small businesses. You know, I think we should always support them. They're our future. So, you know, shout out to you spouses that, you know, are getting through it and loving your service member through the ups and downs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely brings its challenges. Um, you know, being married to a military member too, cause you don't have your family. Right. Yeah. So um, like when my husband deployed and my daughter had just come from home from the NICU, there was literally my family was in Pennsylvania and I was in Arizona and I was like, okay, um, it's me all the time. And because she was in the NICU six months, they say they didn't even want me to take her out anywhere. So, you know, at the time, I think about it now and I'm like, well, COVID, we've all kind of done that anyway. But at the time I was like, I am not supposed to go anywhere. Like (laughs) say what, Um, you know, and I never took the time to do anything for myself during that. It was literally just whatever Madeline needs. And then it was being available when my husband actually had time to call home or, um, And that's not on him either, but it was important to me to be like, okay, well, if I missed his call, I felt terrible about it, you know? And thank God we have things now like FaceTime and things like that, but still um, it's hard because you're not in your family. I always tell myself, like, how did people in the 40s, 50s, 60s, like for as long as the military has been what it is, how did they do it without FaceTime, without WhatsApp, without cell phones, period, like email even like you were writing a letter and actually waiting until it got to the ship or the the command or the you know the company wherever they were like I go I was going crazy on deployment waiting like 14 hours for him to hit a port you know yeah I can't imagine waiting for a letter to come in the mail like after you know a month um care packages I was sending like maybe like one or two a month maybe would take the following month before it got there so I can't imagine how it was back in the day. Um, those are the OG military spouses. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that we kind of have lost the art a little bit of the handwritten note. And it can mean so much. So 
you know, while you're doing FaceTime and cell phone calls and texting and emailing, you know, care packages still mean a ton. Um, And there are cute businesses out there. Like, what is it? C to C, what love for you? They do like little cute little um, care package flaps, you know, stickers you can stick on there. Look up C to C with love on Instagram. She is awesome. She happens to be a partner of the Milsa Muster app as well. Um, She actually creates like designs for your care package that you can literally just stick onto your care package so they can be decorated when you send to your service member. Awesome small business, support a small business, support another military spouse. Um, She does like these awesome like holiday ones and, you know, themed ones. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And so like send the care packages, send handwritten notes, um, you know, (laughs) send the sexy photos, but hopefully like have your spouse install like that photo vault thing on their phone. Um, I like made, it's so funny because I made like Adam pretty much short of signing like non-disclosure agreements and all this (laughs) other shit. Um, I was like, you better have like a vault thingy on your phone. You better have this. You better have this. And he was like, honey, it's just me. And I was like, I don't care. I do not care. What if your phone gets in the wrong hands? You know? And I was like, how do we know that Skype is secure? We don't, you know? Right. So (laughs) I went old school when my husband deployed and I did a boudoir. I got a photo shoot done, sexy lingerie, and you know, my birthday suit. But I printed them, put them on a little album, and I hid them in the bottom of the care package. And I was like, you better not fucking open this around anybody. Like, and you better not get caught either. I don't want to be that girl that sent nudes to her husband on the care package and ruined it for everybody. Like, I was just terrified. I was (laughs) terrified. Um, Thankfully, it worked. It went well. Um, And he liked them. So, you know. I, yeah, I'm old school. I'm a sucker for handwritten notes. I love letters, notes. Like I have a box and I have notes and letters from like my boyfriend in sixth grade. Like I keep everything. I love birthday cards, love cards, love letters. I'm a sucker for it all. So in care packages that I would send my husband, um, he got notes, he got pictures, he got like as much personalization as possible. So I think it's definitely important because they're gone, whether it's deployment, out on the field, underway. Um, I mean, you really wouldn't send a care package underway, but um, I think it's important because they just are in the middle of the ocean or the middle of, you know, wherever it is that they are, and they're missing a piece of them. You know, they're missing that home feeling, and I feel like just, like, I even sent him one of my little perfume bottles, you know, just so it could remind him, like, he, oh, my my wife, like, this is what she smells like. She's here with me, you know, stuff like that. And and maybe I'm just old school and cheesy, but <laughs> I yeah. love stuff like that. Yeah. And I did. Um, so, like, I had a pillowcase that I, like, snuggled with a cup, like, for, I don't know, a couple weeks or whatever. And then I, like, packaged it up in plastic so that way when it would arrive and he'd open it, it would still smell like me, you know? Um, So I'm with you on that kind of stuff. Um, And I said to him, I was like, you should do that too to send him. And he goes, the pillowcases I have here are not that great. You probably don't want it. And I'm like, (laughs) that is all right. (laughs) My husband came back from an underway one day with pink eye in both of his eyes. 
Oh no. I'm like, I'm convinced somebody shit on your pillow. <laughs> because, like, how do you, how do you come back with pink eye in both eyes? Like that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it is super contagious, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, um, cause sometimes from what I've gathered, they share racks with people. So you just don't know what you're sleeping on sometimes. I'm like, Oh, fun. Yeah. That was like what killed the Navy for me. No offense. Uh, I just couldn't cause my dad and I went on a tour of like an old battleship in like the USS New Jersey or something. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, there's not enough beds for as many people are. And so they asked us like, Oh yeah, they do what they call hot bunking. And I was like, yep. what <laughs> is hot bunking? And that sounds terrible. Right. And it's like, Oh, well two to three people will share a bunk. And I was like, well, how does that work? Like, I'd be like, we have to have a system for flipping the blanket and the pillow. And if you mess this up and I end up sleeping on your side of the pillow, I swear to God, I'll scream. Like, <laughs> I was like, I can't hot bunk. I will probably, yeah, Navy's not for me. So, oh my gosh. That could definitely yeah. be another episode. If, if you're in the military and you're listening and you have fun stories about, you know, being on deployment or being on a ship you know, go to our website, send us a voice message and we'll do an episode where we talk about military life. And, you know, Kristen's a veteran, so she definitely has stories she can share. So I think that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely stories. Um, I never deployed, but um, I have plenty of friends who did. And then of course my husband has uh, four times now. So yeah, but hot bunking. Oof. I mean, your husband is a brave soul. No way. <laughs> My, My daughter was three months old. I'm like, you're not sleeping in the same room as us. I'm sorry. Like, no. Yeah. You're going to give, you're going to give her pink eye. <laughs> like you can't come near us. You can't touch us. Oh my God. That would be like how you would get government secrets out of me. It's like, you're going to share this bunk with this totally rando person. And I'm like, I'll tell you whatever it is you want to know. Please do not make me do that. Waterboard me, whatever. But you try to tell me I need to share a bed with somebody. Where? Uh, what do you want to know? They keep it here. This is the code. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's so um, funny. Yeah. So, um, so have you have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? So I've never officially read it. I, I did read half of the first book. I think I was like in high school when it came out. Okay. Kristen looked at me like, what? <laughs> yeah, because I'm old. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I think I was about high school, maybe junior year of high school when it came out. Like when it, like maybe not when the book came out, but when it like got the hype and the movie was coming out and it was like, yeah. oh my God, Fifty Shades of Grey. And I just remember like, oh my God it's porn going on mainstream media. Like, like I didn't know what to think because I've never read the books. And um, I did start reading it. Like I said, I read half of it and I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like I love the plot. I love the feeling of it. Uh, And I'm that type of person. Like I read books. I expect the movie to be just like it. Um, So I was kind of disappointed. Anastasia was like not blonde. Like she was in the book. If I'm not mistaken, she was a redhead in the movie. Yeah. And I love the actress. I think she's an amazing actress, but well, yeah, I so 
yeah, for me, definitely the books are better, but I think that's just because your imagination can run wild. But, um, so a yeah, friend definitely ran wild with these books. Yeah. So a friend said to me, she's like, have you read 50 shades of gray? And I was like, no, what is it? Like an art book? Like I had no idea at that point. And she was like, no, you an should read book. it. And I was like, oh, okay. You're so, so, funny. <laughs> so I read it and I, I was like four pages in and was blushing in my apartment in Atlanta by myself. And I'd be like, peek up over the book to see if anyone saw me. And then I'd go back and then peek up and then go back. I mean, cause you couldn't put it down. You were like, he did what to her in the elevator? No, I want that to happen to me secretly. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I blushed reading the book for sure. And then my friend, was like, we should go see the movie. It's coming out Valentine's Day. And I was like, is it going to be weird that two girls are going to go see this movie? No, right? <laughs> and we're not like romantic together. She's like, no, it's not going to be weird at all. I'm like, all right. So we go to the theater and it's like all couples. I'm like, all right, cool. And then there's she and I, girls night, popping some popcorn. And I was like, oh, that's not how that happened in the book. I know. That should have been longer. Like, <laughs> No, or fully expecting to go to the movie theater with a full-blown porn ladies and gentlemen like she really I thought <laughs> i know i was like i have to wear stuff so people don't know who i am going to the movies <laughs> and you know my friend's like nobody's gonna recognize you it's fine she's like you're not that popular you'll be okay <laughs> i'm like all right you know so but i did i had like a hat on I was like, mm. and i was like Love, yes. love the movies. I think the characters were perfect. I will say I'm not into that like hardcore like S and M like like tie me up and like beat the shit out of me. Oh, for but, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is like a whole other level. Um, I do like your rough, but I feel like that's a whole other ball game. Like that that's like a committee you need to have a membership for. Like his room yeah. was like full blown like. Yeah. yeah. Um, not my game, but, you know, for those of you that are into that, interesting. Very interesting. Well, so when I was um, – and this was, like, right around when the movie and stuff was coming out. I was in um, college, and I was taking, like, a sociology class. And they were – they told us to do something that was outside of our comfort zone. So my friend's like, you should go to a sex club. And I was like, I should do what? She's like, you should go to a sex club. I was like, will you come with me? <laughs> so we wore wigs and glasses because, you know, oh my God. we for sure did because I was like, I was so nervous. And I got in there and I kind of saw what was going on. And they probably were like, oh, bless her little heart. She's new and vanilla. Like, oh my God. Like the first time I heard like the snap of leather, I was like, <laughs> like I just couldn't. So. <laughs> I literally it was like 40 minutes and I was out. Um, I think and, that would intimidate me too, though. Well, like, and it was in a really sketch area in Atlanta. And I, we pulled up and I was like, wait a minute, it's a warehouse. They're like, yeah, it's more room. And I was like, no. Are you sure this isn't like a swingers party? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure I'm going to come out alive and someone's not going to wear my skin? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so it was weird. And my friend did all the research. Um, 
she was just interested in what the heck it was. And then me, I was like, well, I have to do something outside my comfort zone for sociology. So, hey, there's nothing more outside my comfort zone than that. Um, So I just went along for it. But like, I, it wasn't me. But, you know, if that's your thing, cool. Uh, I'm just not. Yeah, they had like this thing called an iron cross. And I was like, what is pleasurable about that? I don't understand. And why in public? Why? I don't know. I don't get it. Um, yeah. What's your boat, man? <laughs> I know. Like, because I don't want someone who's listening to this be like, well, I do the Iron Cross every Saturday. To be upset that I was like, why? Why would you do that? Um, but Definitely not judging. Just more like intrigued. Yeah. Because it's just, I'm such a control freak that it would be hard for me. To be like, to give it all up and be attached to an iron cross and whatever happens, happens. I just couldn't. Not to mention, like, if someone was watching, like, a group of people were watching. Like, no, thank you. But, again. Have you seen the movie 365 Days on Netflix? No, do I need to see it? You need to see it. Oh, my God. It's like the, like, Italian version of Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's not as, like violent i don't know <laughs> I don't yeah know the word to use not as like m type like it's a really cool story has an awesome plot to it just like you know Fifty shades of gray it's not just completely about sex but if you blushed from 50 shades of gray Kristen, um i suggest you watch this with your husband you guys might need to take some breaks in between the movie um because <laughs> this is serious guys if you haven't seen 365 days on netflix definitely a must watch it went viral on tiktok so um definitely something that you know has been out for quite some time and i mean it's also based off a book and i'm anxious to see the second one because the way it ended was like a complete cliffhanger but um, definitely gives you like insight that like sex is powerful. Sex can definitely make a person like, you know, gain a lot of feelings and, and, you know, it's, I think it's important because it, it helps you connect with another person, especially being a military spouse. Um, you know, my husband gets on me. He's like, you just want to have sex with me. Like it's supposed to be the other way around where I'm like, Oh, you're losing me. It's definitely me. And he's like, you just want to have sex. I'm like, no, I want to connect with you. Um, yeah. I'm the type of person, like, I'm not, like, sensitive. I, I just feel like you have to have that emotional connection with your spouse. And I think it's important, like, every chance you get, like, yeah. let's go. Let's well, do I, this. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, too, is, like, I get hung up on what I'm looking like naked, right? So, yeah. When I'm in shape, if I'm on top, I'm like, hell yeah, take it in, take it in. <laughs> but if I'm not in shape, I'm like, don't look at me, turn the lights off. You don't want to have sex with me. And really what goes through a guy's head, because I asked, I was like, so what are you thinking? He's like, I'm just like, boobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, men don't really like, you know, and we're thinking like, yeah. oh, arms, abs, okay. Like, we actually think more into it than men do. Um but I think it's also like when I'm in shape or not out of shape, I put on that lingerie and I'm just like, I'm a badass bitch. Like, let's go. You yeah. want to go? You want me on top? You want to go from behind? Like, what? just tell me. I'll do it. I'm yours. Like, let's go. You know, I think lingerie 
is so important. And and I never used to be a lingerie person. I recently brought that on, like maybe in the last couple of years. Um, and I feel like it's, it's a game changer. Ladies, if you want to do something special, men, if you even want to do something special for your significant other, I think lingerie is huge um, when it comes into like the bedroom because it's just new. It's different. It's spicy. You know what I mean? And it just makes you feel amazing. Um, so I definitely like I love lingerie. I need to I, I need to, I guess, take a page out of that book from you, Jasmine. I need to do a little more of that because I'm like. Uh, if I put my arm this way, I look thinner. Yep. Yep. Okay. You know, and so I, I, I probably need to just be, as my husband will say, could you just like venture into strawberry and be a little less vanilla? That'd be awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll try. But, all right. Just come home one day with nothing on or just a piece of lingerie on and see how vanilla he thinks you are. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is he's incredibly attracted to me and it wouldn't be it doesn't matter. Right. Like, right. so I said to him like one time, I was like, I'm going to make myself a dress out of cellophane. And I sent him the picture of Kathy, is it Kathy Bates from Gre- fried green tomatoes when she wrapped herself in cellophane, but you still can't see anything. And I was like, it'll look like this. <laughs> He's like, it would, it, it would look like that. You'd be too afraid that people would see you. So, Shout out to the spouses that are just like, you would look good in everything. <laughs> like yeah. you could be covered in like crap and you would still look beautiful. Like I love that. Yeah. And so it's not him. It's me. It's my own head game. I need to get past. Yeah. Um, Because like I said, if I think I'm in shape, I'm like, what? I'm just making brownies naked. It's fine. <laughs> but if I'm not in shape, I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's brownie batter. What's so exciting? I'm in sweats while I'm making it, you know? So it's, um, yeah. This is probably not an episode we want our parents to listen to. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, maybe don't listen to this one, mom and dad. <laughs> just take our advice. You don't want to. My mom um, is still going to listen to it. So just might as well get it over. Rip the band aid right off. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am married, so it's a thing, but, you know, um, speaking of things being a thing, Netflix and chill, that's not really a thing anymore when you're married. Like, Netflix and chill literally means Netflix and chill. Like, give me a blanket, a glass of wine, and let me watch my Netflix and don't interrupt me. I don't know, because if I'm drinking a glass of wine, see, I get freaky when I drink. So, it could be Netflix and chill for me. I just think... It's if you want it to be Netflix and chill. Because sometimes I'm just like, I just want to put sweatpants on, put my hair up, and just leave me alone. Yeah. But then some days I'm like, all right, like, let's see where the night goes, you know? This could be a little date. Especially, you know, we're in a pandemic. So I think Netflix and chill needs to be a thing again, even if you are married. You know, spice it up. And who knows? Put the lingerie underneath the pajamas. And when the movie's over, (laughs) ta-da! That'd be funny. Like here's some lingerie underneath my flannel PJs that are so comfy <laughs> and my slippers. Little uh, did you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I need to I need to add some more spice, but I I need to take the reins on that, I think, because um you know, even though I'm not feeling a hundred percent confident in my body right now, 
I just need to just get over that. So I don't even think it's much of getting over. I think it's just accepting it. Like, cause I think like, even with me, I think I just, I've always been like a thicker, bigger girl and it's just discouraging, you know, cause you just see these people on TV and it's just like models. So that's why I love like Rihanna's lingerie because it's made for bigger girls like me. And it's, it's amazing. Cause it's just something we want to do for our spouses and, you know, we enjoy sex too. So can you send me the link to that? Because yeah. nothing will get me discouraged faster than Victoria's Secret. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm Hispanic. There's some rice and beans in this build. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we need something made for, you know, Taco Tuesday girls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and shout out to JLo. I love you. So maybe you should get on that. Yeah. Make a lingerie line. Um, so, yeah. All right, I need something that will make me feel confident and like I got this. Lingerie. You should do a boudoir. Best thing I've ever done. I thought about it and then I was like, oh, but what's the photographer gonna be thinking? See, so I need to get over that. It's it's great because it's good for you and him. It's a win-win. You feel sexy and confident after a boudoir, and it's a great gift for your yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, I know Adam would love it. Yes. Um, all right. So if you're a boudoir photographer in Tucson, let's connect, I guess, and figure this Take out. Take care of my girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and please and please be a woman, because I just if you were a male photographer, no offense. I just could I don't think I could do it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and it's funny because I I used to give people like dating advice and like write their profiles and do all this stuff because I used to be a matchmaker and a date coach in Atlanta. And here I am and I'm I'm like, girl, you just own that. You just get on there and you make that like you're at a rodeo and you tame that bull like or that bronco. You do it. And then me, I'm like, um, I'm just going to like sit over here and read my 50 shades of gray and just do that. So we all, like, I'm always the person like YOLO, you do it. You go do whatever makes you happy. And then I'm like, um, I can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. what are, what will you think? Or what will people think? And then honestly, yeah. people aren't in your bedroom. So the only person you need to worry about, which I know this is me and my spouse, but still, yeah. I'm I'm definitely a lights off type of person. Sorry. I don't want you to look at me like Yeah. I don't want you to see too much and then be like, oh, I'm regretting this decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have these lights that we can change the color. It's like these Phillips hue lights or something. So we can change oh, it to whatever color we want. So if I want to set the mood, I just like make it a soft pink and like very dim. And I'm like, all right. Now there's a soft glow around me. And that's, that's enough, you know, fuck around and catch him off guard and let him come home and it's red. And he's going to be like, Whoa, what's going to happen? No, I'm going <laughs> to put a little TLC, the red lights, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? It's not my birthday. I'm like, but we can make it real birthday. <laughs> Do people like, and, and please, if you're listening and, um, 
you go on our website, leave us a voice message. Do you have a sex playlist? Like, is there a playlist that you play when you are getting it going? And what does that playlist look like? Like, what are some artists that just like, okay, this is who I need to have on my playlist because this is what I want to hear when I'm having sex with my spouse. Like, what is it? I want to hear about it. Yeah, because I've done like Pandora and I tried to put like sexy jazz and I was like, what the? (laughs) Kenny G. (laughs) I'm like, what is happening here? Or like sexy songs. And then you're like, okay, the rhythm's okay. And then all of a sudden it changes. But you know what song will always make me feel sexy? And maybe I should just play this more. Is genuine, my pony. <gasps> always. Yes, always. I don't care what mood I'm in. You put that on, I'm like, yeah, now I'm sexy. Hey. I yeah. think the first song that comes to mind for me for a sex playlist is Keith Sweat. Okay. I love Keith Sweat. That's like a classic. I'm a 90s baby, and that's like, yeah. Yeah. But I need <laughs> some suggestions because uh, leaving it up to Pandora was not good. Ooh, another one, Pretty Ricky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty Ricky is is definitely another go-to for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you're listening and you have some suggestions, I'd love to hear your sexy playlist. Um, and uh, any yeah. other lingerie websites, too. Yeah. Usher is but- also good. That'll make you feel sexy. Oh, yeah. Like Usher's early 2000 Usher, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, need some some sexy song suggestions. Um, So, yeah. Um, So let's talk about dating sites. Yeah. Because how did you meet your spouse? We talked about it before. Yeah, so we met um, actually in the military. But I did not, when we met in the military, it was very different. It was, like, professional. Um, And then when I got out... We became friends and then just kind of evolved um, from there. But um, prior to that, you know, I, I did dating sites, Match, Tinder, Hinge, tried eHarmony. And I was like, oh, my God, there's way too many hoops. I can't. <laughs> um, it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> like, right. Like, why do I have to pick a question that I want to send him? Like, why can't we just communicate? This is silly. You know, Um that was just my personal opinion. There's lots of people who've met on eHarmon. It's worked for them. Um, and that's good. But for me, I was just kind of like, I would rather just communicate with the person. Um, so yeah. And Tinder's good because it just kind of lightens it. It doesn't feel so serious, you know, like dating. Cause you can swipe just, left or right or whatever. It's just so crazy that we now like growing up, we always like, don't talk to strangers. Like you would never meet somebody off and that you met off the internet. And now it's like, Oh yeah, I met him on Tinder. We met up and like, we've been together ever since. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. I've always been a person. Like I have to be in my comfort zone. I can't connect with somebody I just met like I have to get to know you I have to go through the friend stage like I need to know who you are and then sure we can hit it off but like shout out to people who've actually met their significant other people that have been together forever from sites or you know apps like tinder and bumble and hinge and it's like that's scary you know it wasn't that scary for me one because I had I always told a friend where I was going and who I was going to meet up with. And yes, um, they did get your picture so they could give it to the police if needed. Um, and what time I'd be home. Like, 
around if I if you don't hear from me by this time, Come like on. reach out to me. And if I don't answer, then we need to, you know, need to elevate that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I fortunately have not had any um, scary instances. And I think it's because I I was able to weed those type of people out during that dating process. Um, And, you know, honestly, when I got out of the military, when I was in the military, dating was super easy. Like you pretty much just raised your hand and said single and then they lined up, right? Because you're a girl and you're in a male dominated world, you know? Um, But then when I got out, I found like I was too nice and I had to learn how to date. So, you know, like I'd go on one date with someone and they'd be like, you know, I really like chocolate chip cookies. And I'd show up the next date with like two dozen fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Like you said, you like this last time. And they're like, psycho. And I'm like, no, I'm just being nice. Relax. But I had to learn how to date. So I read all these dating books and blogs and all these things. And um, for two years, I dated in Atlanta with the intention of trying things out to figure out what worked. I was not looking for love. I was not looking for a relationship. I literally was systematic for two years. And that's how I ended up becoming a date coach because I was trying these things. And I was like, that works. That doesn't. That works. That doesn't. Right. And then friends were asking me, well, what did you try that worked? And I was telling them. And so then I started like writing a blog, doing all these things. And then, um, you know, a matchmaking company reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be their date coach and a matchmaker. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, and then I was, you know, being paid to give people that advice and to sit down and go through their, you know, their profiles. And um, so it, it was fun, but you know, that, I'll never admit to what two years were the systematic years because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But, um, <laughs> you know. You were a test subject in a project I was doing, just FYI. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, there were two years where guys were guinea pigs. Sorry. Um, and I would. I would do things like, okay, in this book it says do this. And I would literally do that verbatim. And I'm like, that doesn't work. So dial it back and do just a little bit. And so I would tell people things like, when you're texting back and forth with someone that you haven't met yet, set a timer. And if you're on the phone and they hear that timer go off, perfect. I would do things like the timer would go off, you'd hear ding, and it was like the, you know, an oven timer or something. And I'd be like, oh, the cookies are done. I have to go get them out of the oven. It was so great talking to you. Got to go. And oh then God, you're slick. And people would be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I called you because I wanted to ask you out. Okay. Well, when and where? Well, let's do drinks. Oh, I'd prefer dinner. <laughs> Love is a battlefield. Yes. It, <laughs> and Kristen has all the moves. <laughs> and it's strategic, but it's so funny because with Adam, it didn't take any moves. And um, but it's interesting because like I had friends who were in relationships with people and they're like, I think so and so is losing interest. Okay, you are about to become very busy. Well, what do you mean? I was like, I don't care if you're home knitting sweaters for homeless cats. You are busy. Oh, okay. So for two, the next two weeks, you have no time to go on dates with him. You're busy. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, I don't know what Jedi mind trick that was, but it worked. And yeah. And there's some people that like, I want my phone to blow up. I want you to like like hey how are you like I want to talk to you like text me all day like 
maybe I'm just needy, <laughs> but <laughs> like, if you're not texting, I'm like, all right, bye on to the next. Like I need attention. So I think it was just like kind of one of those things, like when me and my husband met, it wasn't on a dating site in particular. Um, it was kind of one of those things where we have mutual friends and <laughs> funny story. We both dated people that dated each other after like, so our boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, like they left us to go be with each other. And then it happened a second time. And then, so we knew who each other was. We didn't go to the same high school because in my town, it's like everybody knew everybody. So finally it was like this kid that nobody knew, no drama, fresh slate, um, happened to know each other, happened to follow each other on Instagram. And then like, one day he was just liking all my pictures and I'm like this psycho, like what the hell? Like I've never met him. I just knew who he was. So I, as soon as I post a picture, like, I'm like, yo, he's like watching like a hawk all my social media. So one day I was just like, all right, I'm tired of this. I'm like, what's your deal? <laughs> I just messaged him like, what's your deal? What are you doing? And he's just like, Hey, what's up? Just playing it like poppy chulo. Like, Oh yeah, I got her. <laughs> and, um, it was my 22nd birthday and I was like, listen, I'm going out. I'm going to go get drunk with all my friends. I'm, I'm 22. I was in college. I worked at Victoria's Secret, not a care in the world, you know? Yeah. Just like living it up, living in Miami. And he's like, all right, I'll be there. This is like your typical, like beautiful, like hair, Mexican, like nice car. And I was like, well, he's cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we just hit it off, like, just, it was all the right things. Always texting me, how are you? Just, like, you know, um, my family liked him. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, you know. And at that point, Tinder wasn't, like, as big as it is now. wasn't even a thing. Like, there wasn't really, like, dating apps that uh, people in our age range used, I guess I could say. Um, and then, I mean, you know, here we are today, you know, yeah. 50 of camo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always looked at it as a way to um, meet people outside of your normal social circle. And, you know, in like the forties and fifties, people met each other in high school or in college, and then they married them and that was their forever. And in the way the world works now, it's not, it's not really like that so much anymore. So, um, you know, we, the way our society is now, it's more like experience life and then settle down, you know? So, um, dating apps and things allow people to do that and meet people outside of their normal social circles. And, um, you know, so I'm definitely not against them. I think, yes, do them, but be smart, you know, have that buddy who knows where you're going. Um, and if someone is kind of weird to you while you're just messaging, they're probably weirder in person. So just know more. You, you can know? tell a lot by a person just by reading their bio. That's for sure. Well, yeah. Um, but I will tell you this, like guys don't put as much into their bio as women do. Like women will obsess over what their bio says. I, I don't know because 
um, like a lot of my friends who were on Tinder, they would show me some stuff. Like even my best guy friend, he lives in New York City and he would show me like Tinder and Bumble for some of the girls he would swipe on. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And um, you just, I think it just depends on the person. Yeah. And it de- also depends on what they're looking for. Because if you have your typical guy that just wants to hook up, it's like he don't he doesn't care what's in there. But sometimes you'll have the t- the guy that's like, look, I want to meet somebody, I want to make friends, and maybe if it turns into something, then great. And you know, my mom is in my picture with me, and I'm like a football player or something. You know, I think it just depends on the person. I don't think it's just genre or, I mean, gender specific. But I think it's like if they're looking for something serious or even just something like not a hookup I think they'll really put like a nice or funny bio and make it interesting because it'll make you want to swipe right and make you want to meet them yeah um, I think back then like before I met my husband I had that Id- ideality like okay I need to meet somebody and that's who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life I was always a long relationship type of person now that I see what society is it's like okay you can want that, but you can't expect that. Like, I feel like the the perfect picture of the perfect relationship and the long relationship is not as easy as it used to be when we were growing up. Yeah, and I am the type of person, I just like to meet people. So for me, dating was fine. Um, this is going to sound so terrible. But during that period of time where, you know, two years dates were guinea pigs and I was testing things out. I legit had a first date outfit because I was going on so many first dates. I didn't want someone to say to me, do you remember what we, what you wore on that, on our first date? And I'd be like, uh, no. So I had a first date outfit Oh my god! and I was doing morning. I was doing breakfast, sometimes breakfast, lunch, dinner, evening drink. Like there were sometimes I was going on four dates in a day. Um, <gasps> And it was just because I was testing things out and it became very scientific for me. Um, But it was also fun to meet people. So, um, yeah, I mean. Science and free food. Okay, why not? (laughs) And and meeting people. And if someone said, like, like, if someone said, if, like, do you want to split this or whatever? Of course, I'm not going to make you feel weird and I will split it or I will pay for it if you can't like I wasn't going out with the intent of free dinner would you get a second date probably not but (laughs) you know like it just um, it wasn't like going out just to get free dinner or free stuff like it was generally the interest of meeting new people and figuring out what works in these dating books and what doesn't Um, you know so I think kind of fun. Another question for our listeners that maybe want to send us a voice message. It's like, what um, is like the most interesting bio you've seen on like Tinder or like any of the other dating websites that and um, what was like a most memorable date? Somebody you met and maybe it didn't work out and maybe you just became friends or maybe it did work out. Like what's your love story? You know, how did that end up? I think that'd be cool to, to listen to. Yeah. Um, and uh, reach out to us too. If you have friends who are single or you're single yourself and you just want someone to take a glance at your online dating profile, you know, is this right for what I'm, 
yeah, like, is this what I should be putting out there for what I'm wanting? Right. So we need to know, like, we could take a look at your profile. We can, you know, um, what are you looking for in a relationship? And then kind of, um, you know, go from there and, um, yeah. And just, I think as long as you have the right attitude about dating in general, um, dating can be fun. And I think a lot of people get burnt out on dating when they're looking at it from the standpoint of hoping that every person they go out with is going to be Mr. or Mrs. Right. And that's, that's tough. That's a lot of pressure on a first date, you know, um, just go into it like, Hey, I'm meeting someone new. And then when you do that, I'm meeting someone new, you're more relaxed. You're really you. Um, you're not trying to impress someone. It's just, you know, it is what it is and it becomes more natural. Um, but it's funny cause I, you know, I always tell people you want them to do most of the talking, um, the other person. And if they are doing most of the talking, generally that means that they like you because they're trying to say things that they think will impress you or that you'll like. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I looked at it as dating was fun. My husband knows that I had two years of where dating was scientific to me and it was a numbers game and literally just trying to date. doesn't mean that I was physical with every person. It just means that, you know, I went on a lot of dates, um, mostly first dates. If that's your thing where you just are in a phase where, I mean, there's people that really don't care for the intimacy. I mean, not much the intimacy, but like there's people that just feel like marriage and, and monogamy is not for them. If, if just being physical is your thing, then more power to you. Yeah. I mean, it, whatever floats your boat, that's, it's perfectly fine. Don't buy into stereotypes of society or anything like that. Um, but you know, um, that dating and several first dates and things like that. Um, it was fun, but it's, you know, my husband, he liked me for eight years before we started dating, you know, and he's like, as someone who's a matchmaker and date coach, you're clueless. Like I sent you flowers every year for your birthday and for Valentine's day. Made him like, wait I, eight years, that poor man. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, all oh, that Adam, he sure is a nice guy. Gee golly whiz. <laughs> Like, it just didn't click for me um, like that. But, you know, I love how your story was, too, because you're talking about how your husband, he was liking all your photos. And when you said, finally, I went to him and I was like, what's the deal? That was Jasmine showing up, real Jasmine, in a relaxed state. Like, what's the deal? And you you weren't overthinking it. You were just like, you weren't attached to what? what the answer could be. Because even if he said to you, oh, nothing, never mind," or didn't respond, you weren't attached to that. And that's kind of the best way to date because you find out the person's true colors. And I've come to realize yeah. that like, it's better to just go with the flow and not expect anything from anyone. Um, because things will happen when you least expect it. And I feel like that's even a better feeling. Like I wasn't, I mean, of course we want to bust our ass. We want to work at things, but I feel like when it comes to a relationship, like it, you don't want it to feel like work. I don't want to feel like I have to work to get a relationship. I want to feel like 
I met this person and it just clicked and it just, you know, I went with it and here we are. <clears throat> I think relationships and friendships are best when they kind of just fall into place and they're not forced and you weren't looking or searching for it. And, um, yeah, part of it was like, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I wasn't searching for it. I was having the time of my life. I was clubbing every weekend with my friends, um, barely sleeping, just going to work, finishing my degree. Um, you know, maybe drunk every other day (laughs) with my friends and here this person was just liking all my pictures. So I'm like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> like, what do you want from me? <laughs> and I mean, and like you said, it, I've never met him and we we knew of each other. But this was like, okay, I'm meeting somebody different. Even if we just end up being friends, there's an opportunity to have a connection with a new person. And even if we did end up friends, it was like I said before, somebody who nobody I went to high school knew, somebody who's not from my city. Um brand new person that nobody knows. So it was like nothing attached to it. So, um, I just think it's important. Like, yeah, put yourself out there, go date, go do whatever makes you happy. If, even if it's not tying, being tied down or, you know, just meeting somebody just for fun. So be it, you know, but make your bio interesting. Yeah. I feel like mm -hmm. say, or if your thing is like sex clubs or red rooms or like no shame in any of it, like, do you, and, um, you know, and the right person will come along. Um, or you might be, you're probably already in the relationship with the right person and you do you and don't feel bad about anything that you do. Um, you know, it just, will I always blush if I'm reading a sexy book? Probably. (laughs) That's just me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And and sometimes I, I need to try to be a little less vanilla. <laughs> hey, hey. N- nothing ever went wrong. And, and, you know, our listeners can prove me wrong, but if you've ever put on lingerie and something has ever gone wrong, I'd love to hear this, but you can never go wrong with a piece of lingerie. I probably have maybe like 10 different outfits in my drawer. <laughs> like, okay. And by wrong, we don't mean like you put lingerie on, had on high heels and tripped. Like we mean like the person was not receptive to lingerie. Yeah. Um, Or maybe if you have a funny story where you did put on high heels and you tripped in lingerie. Because that would be something I would do. I'd be like, hey, baby, look at me. I'm so sexy with genuine on. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then I trip. So Come back on the next episode with a neck brace. (laughs) I'm like, would you try I played genuine. You're like, enough said, enough said. (laughs) So, um, yeah. (sighs) (laughs) Um, Uh, And we're going to share a link to um, some of like the 30 best Tinder, um, uh, 30 best Tinder, uh, profiles. So from board Panda. So we'll share that too. If you want some laughs, um, or so, just to admire someone's creativity. Oh my God. The one that really stuck out to me was this girl and her Tinder bio said last date I went on the dude's ex showed up and attacked me. And instead of helping, he videotaped it. So I'm looking for more than Netflix and chill, but less than spending all night with the cops. 
<laughs> I would be mortified. I probably would never touch the app again if that ever happened to me, to be honest. Uh, yeah, that would be, that would be kind of scary. Um, I'd be like, Hmm, I am only going to meet people organically now. See, that's maybe why never even date. Like of apps like that. Cause shit like that happens. And you're just like, um, yeah, I need a break from this already. <laughs> I think that's kind of like one of those weird, like, there's no way you could have planned for that to happen um, or for that to happen and, and how you would handle it. But I think for the most part, as long as you're smart about stuff and, you know, if someone's giving you the heebie-jeebies before you even meet them, that's probably for a reason. Like, don't, maybe don't go meet that person. Um, but yeah, just be smart. Public areas, um, where there's lots of people, you know, have your your check-in buddy, um, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to look at this right now and see if there's any. There was one that I thought was kind of funny, but. Um, or, oh. Okay, go. There was one of a guy, not a stand-up guy, but still a funny one indeed. And he's like in a wheelchair. And I'm like, oh. But, I mean, that's somebody just, like, playing off of what the hand they were dealt, right? So, um, This one is funny. On the topic of nude photos, I'd like to remind you of a little story. In 1912, a girl had a nude photo drawn in a sketchbook by a random dude that no one's ever heard of. The drawing gets locked in a safe on a boat. The boat sinks, and her nude picture still ends up on TV 84 years later. So, no, I will not be sending nudes. No one is safe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what we were talking about. You better have a photo vault on your phone. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Um, Before your yeah. husband, were you ever a person that sent nudes? No. Really? Yeah. I just couldn't. I was that girl that always warned other girls against it. I was like, you will never be able to be a politician. <laughs> Think about that. You send this, you will ne- never be able to be a politician or politician or public figure. It just won't happen. Um, you know, and I was that friend that helped people like try to figure out what the hell they were going to do after that was already like sent to somebody, you know, and they broke up. I was like, Oh, you better hope you didn't piss them off majorly. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, you can't untake that. Yeah. So, um, so I definitely sent nudes to boyfriends <laughs> before I got married. But remember that, like I said, I was a long, uh, a long relationship type of person. Yeah. So I wasn't like, um, oh, the guy I met on Tinder, I'm sending him nudes. No, it was like, this is my, my guy of two, three years. Like, you know, um, I've never had like a slip up or anything like that. It was definitely scary, but I think, um, it was definitely something that like, like I said, I like to spice up relationships. I like to like surprise my spouse and be like, ta-da, this is what's waiting for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. like, um, and, Yeah. And you still feel safe with your spouse, but that's not forever either. Like you don't always know. Right. So, so at some level there's risk, you know, um, but maybe just don't show your face. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like there's neck I, down. <laughs> there's people getting paid on OnlyFans for doing the exact thing we were told not to ever do growing up. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like we've come to a society where it's more accepting. And and even if it wasn't accepting, it's kind of like you know, that's an, in, I, I'm all about intimate and romantic gestures. And I feel like sending nudes and, and maybe I'm just weird. <laughs> I feel like sending nudes is like one of them, you know, like, I feel like it's an intimate gesture. Like I trust you enough to send you a picture of my body, you know? Yeah. I've, I've done like lingerie, but it's been people that I've been in a relationship with and it's literally no face, like just in case it ever showed up, like I'm that person. And I think whatever right. shows up, you know? So I'm like, oh yeah, if I ever become a senator, try to link that to me. It won't <laughs> happen. I'll quickly eat. Me. Yeah, I'll quickly eat six bags of potato chips and say that's not me. Like you know, whatever <laughs> right. I have to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, my husband, the only one with like face. So how about a sex tape? Would you ever consider it? Adam and I have talked about it. Um, He bought a video camera and a tripod. That's about as far as we've gotten so far. So, yeah. We're still in negotiations. I I haven't fully done one, but I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it could. I could see how it could be. I just like I'm still just haven't. Uh, like sext me like send me a clip of it like tell me you watched it and now you're in the mood and now when I get home I have work to do like I love that yeah Kristen's like "Hmm, maybe I should do it now (laughs) I mean but those are some elements that were kind of in like like that element of waiting and the anticipation and the buildup, right? Like that's what was in the book and to me that's kind of what's exciting like yeah like when he would tell her he's like no, you don't get to, you know, have the big O until I tell you you can't. That's kind of hot. Yeah. You know, like, what do, What do you mean I can't? Okay. You know, it's like the build up and the anticipation. So, yeah. Oh, I feel like, yeah, definitely have to tell mom not to listen to this episode. <laughs> Just don't do it, mom. Well, um, side note, we wouldn't be here if they didn't do half the freaky things we've been talking about. <laughs> uh, I want to throw up. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, I know logistically that is probably true, but I don't want to think about it. We got the we got it from somebody. <laughs> Yeah, where'd you get that ass from? I got it from my mama. But oh, I definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I'd rather not think about that. And I think that's probably something that realistically they know that this is happening with their daughters because they're married and whatever else. But it's um, know, it gave them a granddaughter, so I mean, <laughs> right. So like, you have to at least own up to one time. But <laughs> um, but they don't want to think about it, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you know, when I I want my daughter to be open with me and talk to me, but if she's like, yeah, some guy shoved something up my hoo ha in an elevator and told me to hold on to that, but wait till later, he'll take them out. I'd be like, wait a minute, I, I would don't love to know daughter. all that. 
to be able to talk to me about stuff like that. But I feel like that's too much detail. Like I can't imagine. (laughs) I don't want her to Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I want to hear that. Like, I want you to be comfortable to talk to me, but I don't know if I, if I want to know that you had like these metal ball thingies that you're holding on to for hours waiting for someone to take them out, you know, Christian gray or whatever. Like, I just don't know if I want to know that. So. Oh my God. (laughs) Not ready. Not ready. Yeah. So Ah, anyway, then it's like, how do you get intimate with having kids? Like, do you have to sneak it? Do you just like wait till they're asleep? For us, it's usually like early morning or wait till they're asleep. So it was like our reward for working out. So we'd work out and then work out again because Madeline would still be asleep in the morning. And then if we were like lucky enough that she went to bed and stayed to bed, like, you know, nighttime. But it's so funny because we will, I mean, it almost feels like planning it, but like adult time tonight, like, oh yeah, you know, and should it have to be that way? No. Do you Um, remember that movie Fun with Dick and Jane? Yes. She's like, we're going to have sex on Saturday. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to go pick up candles. (laughs) Like, I was a kid when that movie came out. I'm like, holy shit, is that really what it's like once you get, like, older and have kids? And it's like, yes. Sometimes, yes, it is like that. Yeah, because you'll be busy or you're tired or, yeah. Before you know it, a week has gone by since the last time you've had sexes and you're like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. See, but that's not normal for me. I'm, like, an everyday type of person. Yeah, I think I overthink it sometimes because I'm like, I got so much to do, I can't fit that in. Or I'll just be like, all right, well, how about a quickie? And right. if it's just if it's just that, then I don't want want it. And I'm like, all right. No, I'm you I'm know. down for even if it's a quickie every day, and I'm I'm happy. Like I feel like I'm cranky if it's not every day. Mm. So no, really, for you, it's a be- it's a twofold benefit for your husband, like. You get to have sex, and then you also get to make me not be cranky. So that's a benefit as well. See, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, he's like, all you want to do is have sex. <laughs> like, he's like the sensitive one about it. And I'm like, you should be happy that all I want to do is have sex. Like, that you should be like, oh my God. You know what I mean? But it's just how I've always been. Like, I've just always been a person that I, like I said, even even not like the intimacy part, the romantic gesture part, like, I'm sorry. Like, when I want to go, we're going to go. Like, I will complain. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. And some people, some people, they don't need all that. Like, my husband, he's like maybe once a week, if, if that, and he's whatever. It doesn't, it's like it almost doesn't even cross his mind sometimes. Yeah, I just... I think I just overthink it. I like really, I burn the candle at both ends and I'm working and I'm doing all these things and I just get tired. And so like if it gets mentioned and it wasn't like in passing where I said adult time tonight or whatever, I'm like, okay, but I'm really tired and it has to be a quickie. Like, and that's not, that's not a turn on for anyone. So I know that, you know, so I just don't get me wrong. There are some days where I'm just like, I'm exhausted. But like for me, 
I feel like especially being military spouses, it's important because it's like if they're gone, then you're really, Mm -hmm. you know, you really don't have it handy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Handy. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) But you really don't have that ability to just be like, okay, whatever. So it's like, I don't want to take it for granted when he is home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, because like then he's gone and it's like, oh, shit, I got to pull out the vibrator or some toys or, you know, do my own thing. And we all know it's more fun when there's another person involved. But, um, yeah, like I just every day, every day, every day keeps the doctor away. I know. I I think I need to have like sexy January or something where it's like every day. New Year's resolution, Kristen. I know. Maybe I should add it. But by the time this comes out, it's February. So maybe I should have sexy February. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the month of February, out of your comfort zone, I challenge you. All right. We're lingerie. So freaky February. There it is. Um. Maybe one morning wake him up to like some head and like see where it goes from there. Yeah. I'm blushing. I'm blushing right now. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a great way to wake up and go to work. He'll love it. He probably <laughs> wouldn't need an alarm then. Exactly. But- <laughs> yeah. Like I'm tired of your alarm going off. So we're going to do this. Maybe when he comes home one day, just like have nothing on but heels and makeup and. Yeah. And the daughter at the sitter. But I need to stop thinking of the obstacles and think of how to how to make that happen. Maybe shower shower time. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to send me the links. I'll take candor. Thanks for listening. Please review, subscribe, and share. Do you want to reach out to us? Connect on all social media platforms at Mike and Moscato. See you later.